0: Put to death that nefesh that's wrong about literally everything.
1: I'm ready to cut loose myself. The Christian experience has to be sacrificed.
0: Mm. You have to have that soldier attitude. I don't care what they think. I'm here to obey the apostolic commandment. I want to fulfill God's will for my life.
1: Which is the favor that Jesus had from his father by being perfect. rise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you rise to a new life shine be radiant with the glory of the lord for your light has come and the glory of the lord has risen upon you for behold darkness shall cover the earth and dense darkness all peoples but the lord shall arise upon you o jerusalem And his glory shall be seen on you. And nations shall come to your light. And kings to the brightness of your rising. So I want to welcome the brightness of your rising today on RLM TV. I'm glad you're here. We want to encourage your hearts in the things of heaven. We want the things of hell obliterated. All the negativity. All the darkness, all the sin, transgression, iniquity, magic spells, all the works of demons and evil spirits, and all the works of the devil shall be destroyed by the manifesting sons of God. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the heavens pour forth their speech. Let the earth be filled with the knowledge of the heavenly glory. There's a commandment in First Enoch 81, verse 1, to study each stone tablet. Study each of the heavenly spheres. Study Had, study Netzah, study Azad, study Malkut, uh, study Tiferet. Study each and every rung. And as you study it, you begin to unlock the word of God and the ladder of God of the Messiah, the gate of God in your own hearts that you may ascend in the glory of God.
0: Amen. It's the restoration of the glory of the fullness of the word of God made your flesh, your DNA, as you get into the word of God and let the word of God get into you, into your DNA, into your bone structure, into your marrow, into the depths of the thoughts and intentions of the heart, it is meant to be inscribed. I was watching the book of Hebrews last night, and there is so much of that glory of the inscription of the word of God to be written in the thoughts, in the mind, and in the thoughts of your innermost being and your heart. And it's just wonderful, the brightness of the glory of that rising is The cure for the sickness of depression and anxieties and fears. Because those who are made perfect in love are no longer subject to fear. And so how are we we being made perfect in love? Circumcisions of cosmic ascension and the quickness, the quickening. As we wait upon the Lord, there's a quickening of lightning. Acceleration of the lightning path of Enoch. And what is hod? Here's a here's a hod revelation as we're studying the sapphire stones, the hod, the splendor, the glory. That's also the the hod of the kavad of God in the hodia. How did you do today? I have another drink of fresh kavad, which is glory and purity and stability and just the righteousness. And the establishment and you know you gotta have your netza with your hod otherwise there is no victory and there's so much to unpack in there but what's interesting about the glory of hod is it is the fleetness of his majesty isn't that wonderful the fleetness hod is on fleet no that's not fleek on fleet the fleetness well, if you have not met worshiped the divine fleetness of the majesty of his splendor and glory, which is the wine that comes down on pure sapphire stones, you ought to ask yourself what are you really doing with your life? Amen. And what is the fleetness? It is the rapidity of movement. So how rapid is your movement? It is fleetness of foot. Quickness. A rate that is rapid that's the fleetness of the glory and that is also the pillar that is called boaz of the temple who will be a pillar in the kingdom in the house in the temple of my god yhvh he who has hod formed in the inner man they have boaz and jacon pillars of the temple and jacon is Netzah, victory hod is The fleetness, that rapid movement, that is, Boaz. Hmm. Someone needs to start the fleetness trend. We'll start it now. The fleetness of the majesty of his glory. Now, Boaz, Hmm. you might think of, uh, you know, Ruth and Boaz. Ruth, who followed after Naomi, we've established that's the Neshamah. Ruth, who's married to Boaz, what what is all this having to do with anything on sapphire stones? You might ask, well, when they fashioned the golden calf, something was lost from the Torah. Right, we've talked about when Moses brought the word of God, the first set of tablets was broken. That was the better set of... Do this to remember me.
1: They might have lost the entire New Testament. I
0: thought that was a great revelation from Brandon. (laughs) That that was probably the New Testament. Amen. So Jesus Christ, the word of the Sapphire Stone flesh body, with Shekinah blood, came in the flesh to restore the ease of the glory. So we want to restore you to walking in the ease of the glory. The ease and the lightness of the brightness of the splendor hot of his rising. Amen. His kavod, his wine, which is his blood.
1: And it's so special as we just be- begun tonight, I could feel the dew of heaven coming and resting down upon our heads. So we just want to release that upon your heads. If you're just tuning in now, lay hands on your heart. Lay hands on your spirit. Your spirit's right here where your wind is, right in your belly. And we want to unlock the kingdom of God within you. I'm feeling the leadership of the Holy Spirit to just a, a refresher here to, to look in every single stone tablet and just to see these. Malkut, the earth. Yasad, the moon. Had, mercury. Had means splendor. Yasad means foundation. It's the Brit. It's the foundation of the covenant. Malkut means the earth. Or the kingdom. And I want this whole realm, this is God's kingdom within you, to be unlocked within you tonight. Not just some generic ether where there's a wisp inside me and I might see some light, but look at the structure, look at the form, get the revelation, get the mechanics, look at the inside plumbing. This is the plumbing of God, this is the ladder of God inside you, this is the restoration of your DNA. As it's commanded in First Enoch 81, study each, one, each of the sapphire stones. Study each of the stone tablets. And now they're within you. So we're looking at this within each other. This is God's kingdom. And you have Netza, Venus. And Netza means eternity.
0: Yep, victory, eternity.
1: Victory and eternity. And Tiferet, which means beauty. The sun, Tiferet. Corresponding to your heart, you have Gavurah that means strength. You have Hesed, which means loving kindness. Amen. Pluto, which means knowledge, dat. Bina, understanding, Saturn. You have Hakma, Neptune, wisdom. And Keter, which means crown, Uranus. And so this is the kingdom within.
0: Yeah, this is actually what Moses was shown when he saw God. So the pattern that Moses saw. So when Moses went up the mountain, he saw the sapphire stones and he saw God standing on that sapphire pavement, which is living sapphire stones, living stones. Moses saw that pattern of sapphire stones in the heavenlies. That's what God showed to him. That's how you can know the characteristics of God. And once he showed that to him when he went back down into the earth dimension into the earth realm what did he have to do they had to make a tabernacle how did they have to make the tabernacle he said make it the way i showed you the diagram the blueprints the pictures the pattern form it after the pattern i already showed you in heaven that was shown to him on the mountaintop Mm -hmm. and above the mountaintop on sapphire stones so That's the pattern that Moses had to create the tabernacle. Then what were we told the tabernacle and the temple represent in the new Testament? They say you are the temple, which means all of that Mm -hmm. is inside of you. So now you can understand old Testament wisdom and new Testament wisdom and eternal Testament wisdom.
1: Why don't we have to climb an external mountain to experience God like Moses because we're in a different covenant. That whole mountain symbolized the mountain of the Lord that's within us now. So what Moses experienced externally, we have all those realities internally to recreate the external to make new heavens and new earth.
0: Amen. And that's when you realize all of your innermost being has layers. You have outer court and you have the the inner court. They have the holy place and the holy of holies within your spirit.
1: You absolutely still have to climb a mountain to experience God. The difference is it's no longer an external mountain. It's an internal mountain inside the temple of the Holy Spirit, inside your bodies. It's within your heart, and it's real. And as you experience that reality, that kingdom dimension reality of glory... Your faith grows. That's what renews your mind so that you're not attached to the realm of the dead on the outside. I've become the the living amongst the dead, it is written. But now you're attached to his resurrection glory on the inside. You're walking Mm -hmm. on the mountain of the Lord, which is walking on Mm -hmm. sapphire pavement by recognizing and understanding the Mm -hmm. kingdom within you. And you're going up in the kingdom glory.
0: Amen. So let's talk about Boaz a little bit because Boaz... Oftentimes in the prophetic, we talk about finances, business, marketplace, increase. You know, we talk about Boaz, the good old businessman, the man of God, the kinsman redeemer. We talk about Ruth and Boaz and where am I going to find my Boaz? You know, all the women's study groups since the beginning of the church age. But What are we looking at with Boaz here? How does this relate to Had? Who's going to be a pillar in the temple? What is that fleetness of the glory?
1: The meaning of the name Boaz in Hebrew means strength or gavura, which is where all the gold and Mm -hmm. the wealth are.
0: Amen. And if you look at, uh, Gevra, it's directly above Hod, and it's a part of that pillar of Boaz, it all comes down from Bina, Gevra, and Hod, and look at this here, when they fashioned the calf, this is from the wisdom of Moses when they fashioned the calf the letters flew off from two sides, and that's it flew off of the Torah, that second set of tablets that Moses brought down, which represents Hod and Netza he brought those down when he came down The second set. And he saw the, you know, this was with the idolatry of the calf. Even with the second set because of the idolatry of the calf. Letters flew off of two sides, front and back. I shall open for you a straight path that you might understand. Elimelech and Naomi. Now understand that Boaz is a descendant of Elimelech. Elimelech and Naomi, Malon and Ruth. Those are the four dimensions of the stone tablets of the second set of torah according to his array two tablets elimelech and naomi one tablet right and left malon and ruth front and back another tablet when the people of israel produced the calf elimelech and malon disappeared but naomi and ruth remained two women so you had those male sides that disappeared of Elimelech and Melon. So you they were left with a deficient partial Torah, which we call in the New Testament age, we've called that the letter of the law. Right? It's a letter of the law that kills. Why? Because it was a deficient Torah. It's still perfect and holy, but it was missing that aspect uh, of Elimelech and Melon. Why? Because of the sin of the golden calf. Idolatry and immorality. So the two continued on. I mean, that's another part of the wisdom of Moses. They said that the serpent's filth that was injected into Eve at the curse of the fall, right, at the disobedience, even before the enacting verbally of, you know, the judgment on that curse, when there was that first disobedience and Eve was injected with the slime, the filth of the serpent. When they received Torah initially at Mount Sinai, it was removed. Uh, But when they sinned with the golden calf, it was restored. That curse was restored again. But the Torah was supposed to give them health and long life and keep them free of all sickness and disease. Very powerful Torah. Again, it was weakened to a dead letter on account of immorality and idolatry. So we want to receive the Torah again in this day and age, which is Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, him formed within you. Living stones, sapphire stones. The two continued on. For they heard that YHVH had taken note of his people and given them bread. For he gave the Torah another time. And they went, the two of them, until they reached Beit Lechem, house of bread. Mm. The house of bread. The whole city hummed with excitement because of them. Righteous one, the city, Zion, city of David. This is when Naomi came to their people. They said, could this be Naomi? The excitement of the arrival of Ruth and Naomi into Zion. For when the Torah was given. So could this be Naomi? For when the Torah was given on Mount Sinai, as it is written, all the people saw the thunderings and the lightning flashes. Exodus twenty fifteen. Then Torah wailed, Torah wailed, saying, Do not call me Naomi. I went away full of total joy, all worldly goodness, and freedom from subjugation of foreign kingdoms. And so she asked, How can you call me Naomi? Ruth 121. This is the secret of what the Blessed Holy One said to Israel. You will see my back, but my face will not be seen. Exodus 30 23. When I wanted to give the Torah to Israel, right and left, front and back, they rejected it, fashioning the calf. Now that they desire, I do not. So we say, I desire the front and the back, the right and the left. Your face will I seek. Yad Heh Vav That's why it is written, No man can see his face and live. On account of the deficient Torah but how many of you know when the fullness of Torah front and back right and left is formed within you you may seek the face of God and live those are those men and women of grace it is men and women of grace of the fullness of Jesus Christ as the word made flesh who can behold the word of God behold his face and say they would say sometimes Woe is me, for I've seen the face of God. And they thought they were going to die, but they didn't die. Why? Because the angel of Yahweh is Jesus Christ. He is the Spirit of grace. Amen. So the fullness of the Spirit of grace is the fullness of the Word of God, Jesus Christ. He has the Tiferet balance of judgments and mercies. And his mercies are new every morning. And what is it written? Abraham got up in the morning. Chesed. His chesed, loving kindness, is new every morning. Mm. (laughs) The fullness of the Torah. Now, Naomi and Ruth, what do we know of those two women that were left? All that, that was left? What does Ruth represent? Ruth represents the holy nefesh. What does Orpah represent? Remember, there was Ruth and Orpah. One departed from Naomi. She would not follow the Neshama. Naomi represents the Neshama. Ruth followed Naomi. And that made her a holy nefesh. Right, she was a Moabite woman. But her nationality... Her nationality... Her gender... Her identity of the flesh did not have any sway one way or another. I'm a Moabite. I'm from this country. I have this skin tone. I have this kind of hair. I have this. I have that, this culture. I have a Moabite. She didn't care about her Moabite culture.
1: Isn't that something that she is also a physical grandmother of the Messiah, Jesus Christ?
0: Amen. A Moabite woman. So she forsook her country, her, the ways of her country, the ways of... All nefesh that she came out of, and she followed the neshama, represented in Naomi. So when you have the sanctification of the nefesh, all the way through the sanctification of the neshama, that's what you can pretty much get out of the written word of God, even in the church age, in the stone age, if you're faithful with that deficient word right the letter if you feed it into your inner man and you're faithful with little and you walk by faith and not by sight right you don't walk as a moabite person you don't walk in the ways of wickedness of all nefesh in the world that's common to all people when you separate your nefesh can follow the neshama and you can get your ruah sanctified and receive a neshama now what is the ruah what's the source of ruach ruach represents the torah the torah is the ruach of the word of god that's where you draw the breath of your ruach unless you are of esau and the seed line of cain and esau those are those who draw their breath from the ruach of the husks of the other side that's why their way is Powerful and strong as warriors, when they pray witchcraft prayers, when they go into rebellion and disobedience, if you're in the shells or the husks of the other side, that's the garment of Esau, the garment of Nimrod as a hunter. That's why, at times, if they are attacking Zadokim, even Zadokim much greater than them, for a time, they do some damage because... It's a strong wind. They defeat their enemies in a blow unless you are a wise Zadakim who is on the path to be made perfect. And so there are ways and wisdoms to protect yourself, which is get into the word of God, get into the Torah, because the Ruach Hakodesh is mightier than your Ruach for protection from Esau of the other side and witchcraft prayers. Amen. So. Hide yourself in the mighty tower of Vavhe in his word, and he will be a wraparound shield of protection for you. And that means forsaking the ways of Esau. That's why we'll always correct and chastise and rebuke. If you're familiar with this ministry there's plenty of rebuke and chastisement correction why that's the path that we go through that's the path that our students go through i don't know if you have a word of wisdom or encouragement for those young buckwheats who are not quite used to being corrected being chastised what benefit that is for their soul even though it may seem unpleasant at first
1: you yeah, know this is a generation that hasn't had very much discipline compared to other generations it's kind of You kind of grow up very rebellious, doing whatever you want to do. Um, God is a disciplinarian for our benefit. Spare the rod, spoil the child. So this rod of correction is the rod of his word, and there is light in it. And it's always for the eternal benefit of our soul. But what is written in Hebrews, no one likes discipline while it's being dished out. But later on, it produces divine spirituality. Scripture says in Hebrews, divine spirituality, becoming a true disciple of the internal kingdom realm that we studied earlier tonight, can only happen through discipline and acts of discipline and being disciplined by those more mature and further along the path than you. Where you stop growing in Christ and you forsake becoming a disciple is when you forsake the correction and the change and get offended and defend the soul and defend the circumcision and let instead of letting it go you know you see different people groups in the scriptures who desire the circumcision and those that are in animosity towards the circumcision circumcision simply represents in wisdom terms of the new covenant the purifying work of the word of God to sanctify our souls, to emit Shekinah glory, the very nature of the presence of the Holy Spirit. So there is a people that want the things of God without the purifying of God. That, my friends, is what Esau is. Esau, who is also um, a son of, you know, those blessed generations of Abraham and Isaac, but then rejected the correction of, rejected the discipline rejected the circumcision none of esau's sons were circumcised they're not really jews even though they're related to abraham they're not jewish they're not circumcised they they don't have the purification they don't have the consecration they're not about being disciplined in the inner intelligence it's much more about retaining the foreskin which is retaining the self-nature so understand all these things in wisdom today because it will take the wisdom of the holy spirit that comes down from god's throne for you to understand all the aspects of the gospel scrolls dripping with liquid lightning that we want to pour into your hearts to empower you to walk in the resurrection of jesus christ therefore understand edom is a city and Jerusalem is a city, the city of the circumcised of heart and the city of those who've rejected the circumcision, but they both believe in God. That's the difference between a sheep and a goat. They're both raising their hands in worship. One does it for the benefit of the foreskin, the other one does it for the benefit of the bread, does it for the benefit of the covenant, for the circumcision for the glory of the stone tablet underneath, which is God's original design for the purity of man and woman's spirit and soul. Amen.
0: Amen. That's a good word. And just on that, be encouraged, because if you are receiving discipline and punishment from the Lord, then you know there's no fear in that. It's the acceptance of the sons of God. And what you find, now this is interesting, It's something that you get used to. You get used to uh, discipline. You get used to being corrected. It usually is probably always going to irritate on some level or another. But you get more used to it because you begin to love the fruit of it. And that's the encouraging part. And I wanted to share this as well. What I've noticed, you know, over the years of, you know, who lasts and who grows and who bears fruit and who goes away sad and depressed and angry you know in betrayal uh, usually the people who go away sad have only endured maybe one tenth of the severity chastisement correction punishment and discipline that the apostles have gone through right so if we were to give you even a tenth or a quarter or a half some of you a half or three quarters of the same chastisement punishment discipline correction, scourging, you know, even an intense scourging that we've gone through and gotten the correction ourselves that you go away sad and angry and depressed and feeling rejected. And it's just not the reality of the way things work. So oftentimes what you find is when people still have many foreskins that are uncircumcised, if you give a little bit of correction, there's usually the temptation is to go into bitterness, right? When there's correction, if someone goes into bitterness, that's a sign that they were never actually a disciple to begin with that's how you know everyone's excited and on the glory train and here we go i love it feels good but what about when it doesn't feel good when you're being corrected chastised because you don't understand in the carnal brain why you're being corrected it doesn't make sense i don't feel that in my heart you're saying in my spirit well it's your heart and well but and but what about my destiny and all this other kind of stuff you have to understand that part of you that's being put to death doesn't have a put destiny. Your destiny
1: on the altar and offer it
0: right that's like isaac that's the promise you gotta put
1: everything on the altar see what happens through the circumcisions of the inner man is you're learning how to be priests who can sacrifice everything on the inside and the outside right. to the fire of god every day to serve him in the fire the areas where you resist the fire, those are the places you won't sacrifice where you retain the self-nature and the serving of idols.
0: Right. That's where you're limited in your growth, in your spiritual discipline. And honestly, in your walk with God, because you can't walk with God in that place. If you're not walking in the Ruah of the day, you're not walking with the Father, what's the pure Ruah? No shells, no husks of the other side, which is Esau, which is the hunter. That's Nimrod. That's iniquity, unrighteousness, iniquity in the spirit, in the Ruah. So those are all those things. That's the source well, of witchcraft There's the Ruah prayers. of
1: the day, which was Adam and Eve in the fullness of light. And then there's yep. the Ruah of night. So Esau walks in the Ruah of night, that stolen mm-hmm. breath.
0: Yep. And that's the stolen Shekinah. So Shekinah represents night. What was the sin of Adam and Eve? clinging to shekinah now everyone's like here shekinah glory shekinah give me give me the glory that's the external clinging to shekinah apart from tiferet you give him the glory which means you you uh unite shekinah and tiferet anytime someone's online saying oh give god the glory brother give god the glory sister that's jealousy of religious demons in the person that needs to be rebuked severely Esau, because the they don't understand what it is because God is the one who said, I'm going to share with you my glory. You're married to God, He gives you the glory. And they're like, give God the glory.
1: Basically, they say disconnect from Shekinah because mm-hmm. you're walking in Shekinah. When those religionists say give God the glory, they're saying remove the Shekinah from your life, which is disconnect from the covenant.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so they're tempting you to sin in the guise of you know humility. That's false humility. Those are witchcraft spirits, religious demons and they're completely incorrect and wrong about everything they say and do, even with the stolen glory, the signs, wonders, and miracles, the appearance of goodness, because they've never once in their life sacrificed their selfish nature to take the Shekinah and put it on the altar of Tiferet. That's the altar of the sun, the altar of the horns of the sun, Tiferet. And you can ask priest Michael, the archangel, because he is familiar with the priesthood of the altar of the sun of righteousness.
1: This is one of my favorite quotes from uh, inspired writings of this generation from the final quest, chapter one, the hordes of hell are marching. Now we study that in the final quest by Rick Joyner, chapter one, the hordes of hell were marching. Guys, who were the hordes of hell? The Christians in the Ruah of night. They weren't just the Southern Baptists who say speaking in tongues is of the devil. It was a lot of speaking in tongues, Christians, as well. The difference was they were in an external bewitchment. The hordes of hell were all 100% Christians.
0: Amen. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have the Ruach, but if all you do is you keep the shells of the uncircumcision of your uncircumcised heart, all your tongues, signs, wonders, miracles, healings are in the Ruach of Esau and not the Ruach of Isaac.
1: And so he is the city Edom, okay? So that is the external christianity that still maintains the foreskins of the self on the inside and all their christianity is selfishness that's why when they come around an edomite will say "I'm, i'm struggling so bad i'm struggling so bad and it's always this selfishness for prayer for me 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 instead of terminating the me and letting the resurrection outflow from within them that person is not living in jerusalem they're living in edom It's unacceptable behavior and don't think that's Christianity. That's Edom. That's Esau. That's people have turned Christianity into the maintenance of the foreskins instead of terminating it through discipline and becoming the circumcision of the heavenly Jerusalem.
0: Right. That's why when you come around here, you're going to feel like the apostles are attacking everything that you hold precious in your Christian charismatic life. Because we are, We're because it's the circumcision. Edom
1: and Esau from mm-hmm. your souls, so that you can be saved in Israel mm-hmm. and Jerusalem.
0: That's how you form a precious pearl. Other than that, there's no preciousness. There's no. There's no purity. So what did Rebecca do? She took the garments uh, from Esau, and she gave them to Jacob. That's the function of Rebecca. Because what? What did Isaac have as offspring? He had Jacob, and he had Esau. Now Esau is not part of their, their uh, holy bloodline. He decided to have Satan as his father. Samael is his prince. He lost the inheritance because of hatred he rejected toward the son.
1: Archangel Michael as his prince. Mm-hmm. And he received the fallen angel Samael, which is a, a fallen archangel, as his mm-hmm. prince. You have to understand that because those are the two seed wars of today. This is mm-hmm. the final showdown of Israel, the mm-hmm. circumcised of heart. And Esau, the uncircumcised of heart.
0: Right. That's what Esau and Balaam have in common. They love the rewards of wickedness. The rewards of wickedness is lots of dunamis. Oh, you can go and control the weather and heal people. And you can attack and win. You know, you can go, Jacob, did you wrong. You can go get it back from him. That's your inheritance. Uh, Nobody. It's not. That's why they come with that initial power of that blast of wind of their unholy ruach. Because... They're given power from higher heights that they shouldn't have the authority to have power from. So they feel more powerful than the Zadikim who take the humility route, who can't touch those levels of power until they have authority through circumcision. But within that, if you stay inside the protection of the gates of heavenly Jerusalem, you will be protected from the wickedness of Esau. But, A lot of people don't want to take the humility route, which is less dunamis, less external power, less of the external signs, miracles and wonders. Initially, a lot more
1: crucifixion,
0: being told you're (laughs) wrong, constantly getting the character refined. But I want to encourage you with this. Remember John Paul Jackson. He was the man who said, character, character, character. Character, Work on the character. character. And guess what? He had time traveling, out-of-body experiences, the angelic light that filled the whole room, and the glory filled the house. So he fell on, on the floor out of his bed because being on the bed was too lifted up in the presence of a God so holy. And I'm sure that's because no one was really teaching circumcisions at the time, but he was going after to the best he could in that church age. Character quality so what we find is those who went after character quality bob jones john paul jackson they had incredible encounters with god and we've had incredible encounters with god and when does it usually come when we're seeking the character character of refinement. god and refinement bob i was listening to bob jones Such last a night
1: circumcision of heart
0: amen i was listening to bob jones last night and he was talking about his times of difficulty. And he said he was in prayer and he just couldn't break through. And then the Lord spoke to him and he said, basically it's not about you breaking through in prayer. He said, I'm working out the vileness in you. I'm getting it out of you. That's why you can't break through in prayer. I'm working out the wickedness, the vileness out of you because I love you. And I was like, wow. Okay. Somebody needs to hear this today. Some of the struggles you're going through, you can't break through in prayer like you used to. It's because God loves you and wants to work out the vileness, the putridness of the foreskins. And so endure the sanctification and try to have a good time doing it. Just let it go. And and enjoy the glory every day. Amen.
1: The fire on the altar, you know what you're getting burned up by is the uncomfortable light in areas of darkness where the light hasn't shown yet. And so the more light you can receive in your heart, that's your actual measurement of humility. No one is humble except the Lamb of God. No one can boast before God of any work, but it's simply Christ Jesus getting progressively formed in you by offering aspects of your soul, your character, your mind, your will, your emotions, your feelings, your thought life, the desires of your heart. Uh, your relationships are one of the main things that need to be put on the altar. And all the desires of the soul, of everything in life, and to give it to the Holy Ghost and allow the Holy Spirit to be your leader. What is written? Who are the children of God? Those who are led by the Spirit of God. What does it mean to be Spirit-led? Everyone says they're Spirit-led now in 100 million charismatic Christians in america but they've been attacking me for 20 years no no one led of the holy spirit i feel led would attack me and persecute me but they do it by the thousands guys and the reason why is because the spirit led is not through the circumcision we seek an external spirit often that's an angel of light that deceives i've watched them as a seer prophet worship the fallen angels they thought they're worshiping jesus most charismatic spirit led christians will raise their hands to jesus up in the sky and they don't know jesus in their own bellies you know what that means they're worshiping devils you're that's worshiping right. the devil if you are not god inside minded and you don't know him on the inside and there's zero circumcision of the heart for the release of out of your belly flows rivers john seven thirty-eight. all of your external worship to jesus is actually to demons pretending to be jesus truth anyhow
0: amen that's the truth anyhow and what is hypocriticalness, that is uncircumcision. So, hypocriticalness is uncircumcision because you think and say one thing, but there's no circumcision evidence that that nature of Christ is actually formed in you. And what does it say in the book of Isaiah? We talked about it yesterday. The worship of hypocrites is unto God as the same as idol worship. So, worship of idols idolatry is what all of the worship is when you go in thinking you know thinking you know and have experienced god because of you you've experienced the things of god but it's actually idol worship and idolatry and immorality and everybody under the sun and even in the cosmos has done that and differing levels so it's a need for greater repentance and greater circumcision of the word of god to get rid of the husks to get rid of the shells the foreskin and the membrane around the sapphire stones within you so that it's not going to be i feel Do you know what i feel that is feel is the world of emotions which is what yetzira which is uncircumcised rua your rua which is not god and those uncircumcisions that's the God of Satan. That's the enemy, other side of the clippeth, a hundred percent of the time, which is why you've got to discipline your mind and your heart to be in your spirit, in the precious part of you that is Shekinah, glory, light. And when you unite your inner man, that's made up of Shekinah, to Jesus Christ, Tiferet, the Son of Righteousness. That's when you're no longer in the sin of Adam and Eve clinging to Shekinah apart from Christ, but uniting it by bringing him the glory.
1: Jian Guyan is perhaps one of the greatest Christian teachers of all time. And many people have said that she says in her books, no one has ever grown in God except through growing inward, not inward into your own heart, inward into Christ inside your heart jesus come into my heart growing into the jesus that you invited into your heart that's what awakens shekinah that's what awakens the ladder that's what awakens the new covenant that's the new connection think of covenant that religious term that's the truth but we need a fresh understanding of what covenant is it means connection in the external understanding of moses and the old covenant there was all the external connections In the new covenant, God is desiring internal connections, and because of our dullness, sometimes he has to do the stuff on the outside Because using an Old Testament standard because we just can't connect on the inside because of our own hardness of heart. That day is over. Now, the only thing that shall remain is the new covenant, Hebrews says, and the old will be rolled up and put away. So what is the new covenant, the new connection? It's the internal connection to Shekinah glory. That's the king of glory on the inside, and he wants you to know his kingdom. Listen to these verses about the greater glory. The Old Testament was called the glory. The New Testament, six times now, is called the greater glory. 2 Corinthians 3, 8. shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new covenant? 2 Corinthians 3.8 Shouldn't we expect far greater glory in the new covenant that the Holy Spirit is giving? 2 Corinthians three nine. This is what I mean. That old agreement judged people guilty of sin, but it had glory. It's called glory. So surely the new covenant that makes people right with Yadavave has much greater glory. I want you to write in the comments... Much, much greater, greater glory. glory. This is the new covenant, the new connection. So we got a lot of people that aren't even connected. Aren't? They're just disconnected from Shekinah. They're disconnected from the new covenant. Every one of you today needs to reconnect, to recovenant, to Shekinah, Jesus Christ within you, and you can do it through our words, because our words will lead you to Shekinah, because our leadership is true and from God, from the throne of God, to go deeper into God. As G. N. Guyan said, no one has ever grown in God unless they've grown inwardly. What is the growing inwardly G. N. Guyan is talking about? It's growing into the glory of Jesus, the new covenant within. 2 Corinthians 3.10, that old covenant had glory. But it really loses its glory when it is compared to the much greater glory of the new covenant. Second Corinthians 3:10, now listen to verse 11. If the agreement that was brought to an end came with glory, an external glory, then the agreement that never ends, the internal agreement has much greater glory. 2 Corinthians 3.18, our faces then are not covered. We all show the glory of the Lord and we are being changed. That uh, Greek word there is metamorphos, metamorphosis, to be like him. This change in us, notice it says this change, this covenant, this glory in us brings ever greater glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Holy Spirit. Now, one last verse, Hebrews 3, 3 in the Amplified. Yet Jesus has been considered worthy of much greater glory. Moses' glory. So all the wisdom is what we bring into the new covenant. What are we bringing in? The wisdom of Moses, the glory of Moses, all of that teaching into the new covenant, through the Lamb of God, into the much greater glory. That's the singing of the Song of Moses of Revelation 15. It's the wisdom, the glorious wisdom of Moses of much greater glory Amen. of Jesus Christ and honor. We'll say it one more time. Hebrews 3.3. 3, Jesus Christ has been considered worthy of much greater glory and honor than Moses just as the builder of a house has more honor than the house.
0: Amen. And why was Moses' face covered? And are we talking about below faces or above faces? The face was veiled because the glory was fading. Why was it a fading glory? Even though Moses beheld the face of God, (laughs) it was a fading glory on account of the letters that departed from the tablets and the lesser tablets that were brought down because of the sin of idolatry, immorality that's why he covered his face so even though moses saw through the speculum that shines of the son of righteousness with healing in his wings and in his beams there was no ability to bring that in its fullness of glory until the song of the lamb would come at the arrival of the original stone tablets of sapphire stone which is the flesh of jesus christ the word of god who came in the flesh it's his sapphire stone body So when he came in the flesh and he sacrificed his own blood, blood below and blood above, congealed light and uncongealed light, above and below, that's when the glory was restored. So what part of our faces, we might be wearing sunglasses, but our faces are not covered. Now what is face in the Hebrew? because
1: I'm Morpheus and she's Trinity and you're Neo coming out of the Matrix.
0: Amen. (laughs) I have a GD for that.
1: Yeah, that's why we wear sunglasses. This is literally the matrix.
0: Yeah, it's fun. But uh, the face there in Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew equivalent is panim. So if you've been uh, covering and watching our stories on Facebook, you've been seeing the lechem panim of the presence, the bread of the presence. So what is panim? It means a face. When they walked with God in the garden, that was the panim, the face of God. That was the garden of God. So when they ate the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil and separation from the son of righteousness, they hid from the panim of God. Mm. And he said, where are you? So they hid from his face. So there's a covering. That's the first of the covering from the glory, hiding from the glory of God, hiding from the splendor and the healing and the beauty of Tiferet. So that's why there's no healing the healing and the beauty began to de- decrease since that time through the genetics except through the stolen glory of the sons and daughters of Satan who you know in Esau they went and took the mountain first Jacob said his children go and take it later yeah. right so that time of the righteous which Enoch wrote about is all the inheritances in the luminaries being given to the righteous and being stripped away from the wicked. That's the time that we're beginning to live in right now. Oh yeah, This is the Enoch generation. And so, you know, it's just, you'll see with the sons and daughters of Satan, they even see these things publicly in published magazines and journals. Daughters of Satan, especially, they'll say with their beauty and all their different treatments they do and their makeup, they'll say, you know, they'll draw lust after them. And then they say, this is what a daughter of Satan looks like. And I just think that's the most disgusting ring in a pig's snout that could possibly exist. We're coming into a time when the wickedness on the inside is what they're going to have to wear on the outside. And only beauty and glory of men and women is going to be for the righteous only because the sons and daughters of Satan are extremely ugly and disgusting and full of filth on the inside. doesn't mean they can't be saved. It just means what's in them right now is filthy disgusting and ugly so let them be forced to wear that on their faces and let the faces of the righteous men and women be restored to that tiferet beauty splendor overflowing youthfulness glory which is the face of god the countenance of yahweh vave being restored to his people it's time to take back the mountain and the high places the inheritances and in the wealth and say you know with the beauty of yad Vave, this is what the sons and daughters of God look like and let that come forth in the people because that is one of the treasures that's going to be taken back into the kingdom of God that's why oftentimes in many churches you'll see in the church age in the stone age of church age you see obesity you see a lot of ugliness you see a lot of sickness and disease and poverty and it should not be that way it should absolutely not be that way. But because the people of God have been tricked and trapped for so many years into incubator churches yep. with no freedom and creativity. No teaching
1: of righteousness.
0: That's what was missing. So
1: the beauty of the sun is not shining in their hearts, minds, or bodies.
0: And so it takes the sacrifice of the immorality and the idolatry so that when you go up, you're going to be circumcised and sanctified to basically not be a whore with it not to be greedy with money and a whore with beauty but to be holy and sanctified and humble and faithful and true and virgin as jesus christ is virgin in all his ways and all his actions yep, wise and thoughts. virgins amen full of oil overflowing make your own oil produce fruit You produce your own fruit, you produce your own oil, and then you become a flame of fire. That's when you get the neshama.
1: Those wise virgins were faithful in Malkud in the earth. And if you study the parable of the virgins, they got to go into the bridegroom's chambers. Now, the bridegroom's chambers is from Psalms 19 called Tiferet the sun. They got to go into righteousness. What they got was rewards. They began to go into the heavens. But the foolish virgins, they didn't get to go into the heavens. Why? Because they were not faithful in their heart. They did not receive the circumcision of the heart. So you get these two people groups on earth right now. You have the sons and daughters of Esau and the sons and daughters of Israel. The sons and daughters of Israel, which are the true disciples of Jesus Christ, have to go after the inner intelligence and the glorification of the inner man. It's a requirement. You do anything else with your life, you are cut off from the covenant. Pure and simple, because the new covenant, the new connection is to Shekinah within. So if you are not going after the inner intelligence, the inner purity, the secret place of the heart, being a perfect garden, removing the weeds, removing the roots of bitterness, removing the strife, removing the greed, removing the covetousness, removing the lust, the pride, the religiousness, driving out the human being from your garden within.
0: Right. Because if you remember (laughs) the little inner gingerbread man of light that we talked about yesterday, That's the only place where it's legal to have your identity, in your spirit. That's, you know, all the rest of you that's still formed but doesn't have Christ formed in you, that's got to burn on the altar. The only thing that's going to be left is Christ and his nature. So understand, when correction comes, when there's correction, when there's discipline, when there's like, hey, you know, you're off in this. And even if it's a heavy chastisement, understand that the vision that we have of you and for you is the vision of the father of his heart for you which is blessed prospering beautiful you know and loving kindness and purity and righteousness and you having the best possible experience walking in the glory being an anointed one knowing exactly what you were created to do being exactly where you're supposed to be having the holy ghost highlight for your spouse Having the Holy Ghost highlight for the car you drive, the house you live in, your beautiful relationship with God where you hear him every day. That's the vision we have for you. And so understand in order to get there, what do we talk about in our Bible study this week? What does holiness take? What does it take to walk in righteousness? It takes discipline. A lot of people don't want to hear that, but how many of you know, it's just like if you're going to do anything hard in life, like open up a business or get in shape and go to the gym, it's not always the easy thing right we don't rest to enter his rest did you read the new testament it says we strive to enter his rest a lot of people they try to rest to enter his rest maybe if i couch potato long enough oh, the man. glory will hit we've,
1: we've seen it all
0: <laughs> but we got to strive to enter his rest and when you put forth effort when it's your passion they say when you do what your passion is you never work a day in your life the ease and the lightness of it isn't necessarily related to the effort. You might be working on the computer for hours to do something, but because you're passionate and it's God's will, it's easy and light.
1: It should be clear by now to everyone that no one can grow in Christ inwardly unless they grow as a priest to God within. Because every stage of growth and glory is going to require an altar, a sacrifice, fire, and change. The issue is we just don't want to be a priest anymore in that area because a priest in there is going to come with a sacrificial dagger and it's going to come with rope to bind something in your life to an altar and slit its throat, cut it in half and burn it in fire. That's what the Levites did six days a week for thousands of years. Well, now the Levites of the new covenant are trying to help you be a better priest within to serve God in a sacrificial system of the self-nature.
0: Because it can be pretty surprising to young Christians when they're coming from the glory stream, when they're coming from miracle signs, wonders, and healings, and things like that of the stone age, church age, and they're just trying to learn righteousness. And you might feel like you have a lot of maturity. What might be the greatest glory you think you've ever felt in your life? The most intoxication. And then here comes the apostle saying you're totally off and you're demon possessed and you're doing the wrong thing and you need to repent. It might. It's a shock to the carnal mind. That'll be the first I thought I thing thing was doing bind good up
1: and put on the altar and kill right. the thing you think is your prized possession. That's it. And then but, offended, that's but that's Isaac. The, my Isaac. That's pin- my promise. My pinnacle of God. That's no. That's, that's
0: the best thing I've ever felt in my yeah, life. Bro. That's what you need to you start go.
1: sacrificing. The pin, right. Your pinnacle in God is your sacrifice.
0: Amen. <laughs> oh, man, that's good.
1: Amen. So I pray that all of you become better priests. And you'll become better priests as you understand... The sacrificial system of the internal connection, because the internal connection only gets stronger in the glory, which is the formation of God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. I labor amongst you tirelessly until the father's light be fully formed in you. That comes forth from the new covenant Levitical (sighs) Uh sacrificial system.
0: That loosed a lot of dust. (laughs) So go ahead. and uh, Today's a good day when a lot of dust comes out of you like that and just creates that dust cloud. Get the water of the word. And just get into the word and, you know, that's good. Get it out of your system because it's time to rise and shine. I want to encourage you with this verse. Ruth 4.9. <laughs> can you read Ruth 4.9? I don't know if I can talk.
1: And Boaz said unto the elders and to all the people, you are witnesses this day and have brought all of the Elimelech's, um, um, al- aliml- aliml- all that was Elimelech's. And all that was uh, Chileans. <laughs> Chilean fleekness.
0: <laughs> fleetness. All right.
1: And uh, Malon's of the hand of Naomi.
0: Isn't that a promise? Wow. There's a deep mystery there. I hope somebody caught that. <laughs> that is so encouraging. I think I'd
1: get more out of it if I understood what those names mean.
0: All right. So we talked about Boaz coming from Elimelech. Elimelech and Malon were the two parts of the Torah that flew away. So Boaz, who married who Ruth. So guess what? You marry Boaz. Guess what? He said unto the elders and all the people, "Your witnesses that I have bought this day all that was Elimelech's, that part of that flew away, and all that was Chilion's and Malons, out of the part that flew away, of the hand of Naomi the Nishama. So the fullness of the Torah is restored to the holy Nefesh and Nishama."
1: Well, oh, praise God. Glory. Uh, ha, ha. Oh. Let's just have a little time of uh, the sacrificial altar in our hearts. I just, everyone watching right now, lay hands on the flesh of your heart. Father in heaven, we pray that the things in this person